Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the death toll rises as the remnants of Hurricane Ida slam the Northeast. The record-shattering floods and tornadoes killing dozens. Homes destroyed, countless high-water rescues, cars abandoned on highways, and water pours into the New York subway. We did not know that the heavens would literally open up and bring... Niagara Falls level water to the streets of New York. Why experts say we'll see more dangerous storms because of climate change. Frustration in Louisiana. Tempers boil over. The long wait for gasoline, water, and electricity. Plus, four Louisiana nursing home residents die after being evacuated. What we're learning about an ongoing rescue effort. Abortion showdown. The legal battle heats up as the Supreme Court weighs in on the new Texas law. Women are turned away from clinics, and a website is set up to report anyone who's seeking an abortion. Welcome relief. Improving wind helps crews fight the Caldor fire. We go inside their battle. This is a backfire that crews set intentionally to take advantage of the favorable weather. Kids and coronavirus, why cases among children have increased rapidly. Grounded, the FAA says Richard Branson's space plane can't take off. And grab your tissues, a military dad's surprise for his family. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight we begin once again with the extreme weather facing this country. The Northeast is recovering from record-breaking rain, flooding and tornadoes triggered by remnants of Hurricane Ida. The storm is now responsible for more than 40 deaths. For the first time ever, the National Weather Service declared a flash flood emergency in New York City, which got more than three inches of rain in an hour. The city's subways were shut down as rain filled the tracks. Look at these pictures. Tornadoes tore homes to pieces in New Jersey. And as rising rivers inundated entire neighborhoods, hundreds of calls for rescues went out. Now, as the East Coast dries out, Louisiana is still struggling in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. The storm has now impacted 22 states and left a trail of destruction. CBS's Mola Lange is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Somerville, New Jersey. Good evening, Mola. Well, good evening, Nora. By the time Ida's remnants passed through here, it was no longer a hurricane, not even a tropical storm. But as you can see, the damage still significant. These waters have been receding for hours, and it still looks like this. Cars submerged, homes and businesses flooded from this deadly storm. A night of disaster led to a day of historic floods. Tonight, entire neighborhoods across several states are underwater. Water rescues continued all day today from Bridgeport, Pennsylvania to Westchester, New York, where first responders used a bulldozer to reach the stranded. The New York Yankees minor league stadium in central New Jersey was submerged. Part of a railroad washed out in Cromwell, Connecticut. Brenda Vasquez and her New Jersey family were evacuated before dawn. I'm so sad. I'm terrified. The house, my, my, my belongings, my kid is so terrified. More than 40 people are dead, among them a veteran state trooper in Connecticut and a two-year-old, and more are still missing. We're still uncovering the true depth of the loss, the human loss, which is hard to imagine that people simply in their cars, in their homes, in their basements, succumb to a, the ravages of a brutal storm. In Pennsylvania, roads along the Schuylkill River near Philadelphia are still under deep water. Inland, the remnants of Ida toppled trees and power lines and left behind major damage north and west of the city. Look at that tornado! In Mullica Hill, New Jersey, this twister shredded at least nine homes. By the time the storm reached New York City around nightfall, many were caught off guard. Water gushed into apartments. The world's largest subway system came to a virtual standstill. Cascading water from the streets above filled the tracks and platforms below, leaving riders with almost nowhere to turn. Above ground, buses were filled with ankle-deep water. Inundated cars were simply abandoned. Hakeem Hampton was stuck in his car in New Jersey. You had to climb out a window? I climbed out the window. In Creskill, New Jersey, a sinkhole opened by rushing floodwaters swallowed a car. Well, this is what the aftermath of the storm looks like in Piscataway, New Jersey. It's underwater. This side of me, an intersection. This side of me, a park. And the threat of flooding continues. Liam Harrington's neighborhood was hard hit. The middle of the road was, if I was standing there at high tide, it would have been over my shoulders. That high? Yeah. Speaking at the White House, President Biden attributed this latest natural disaster to climate change. But these extreme storms and the climate crisis, crisis are here. This is one of the great challenges of our time. Well, utility crews in Pennsylvania, in Connecticut, New York, and here in New Jersey are still working to restore power to homes and businesses. Looking ahead, the concern is that the larger rivers in this region will continue to flood into the weekend, Nora. 
Mola Lenghi, thank you so much. And now to the dire situation in the south in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. In Louisiana tonight, about 3,500 people are staying in shelters, and about 2,000 patients have been evacuated from hospitals and medical facilities that lost power. CBS's Janet Shamlian joins us now from New Orleans. Good evening, Janet. Nora, good evening. We have new information tonight on the depth of the suffering involving hundreds of nursing home patients and others with nowhere to go. There are horrific reports tonight of more than 800 Louisiana nursing home patients evacuated ahead of the storm to a warehouse. The state health department is reporting four have since died. Rescues of the rest are ongoing. Across the region, more than 800,000 are still without power. Lines for food and fuel are hours long, and tempers are rising as fast as the heat index. People was fighting at the gas station, and somebody stole a police car, so they just shut it all down, So, and we got to come back tomorrow. The president, scheduled to visit the region tomorrow, has ordered use of the nation's strategic reserves to keep gas stations stocked. It's a matter of life and death, and we're all in this together. Tens of thousands are now in their fourth day without running water. I'm 73 years old. We just don't need to be in this kind of an environment. For hospitals, it's a dual disaster. The storm came ashore amid a raging pandemic. At least 15 medical centers evacuated patients or shut down completely. Thibodeau Regional took patients from four hospitals, even as its own disaster was unfolding. Two massive generators failed cutting power to the ICU, and the ventilators, keeping 17 patients alive. It was absolutely amazing from all departments, respiratory, housekeeping, everybody wanted to help. Nurse Lisa Richard says the workers carried critically ill people with multiple IVs attached down two flights of stairs in the dark while someone pumped the patient's ventilator by hand to keep them alive. Some of these patients had COVID, and your people did not hesitate to physically touch uh, them and move them? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Greg Stock is the Thibodeau Health System's CEO. Some of them uh, lost their mask or whatever and all of that. And they just kept going? Yeah. It was the one negative word said. Stock says as patients have arrived over the last chaotic days, no one was turned away, no lives were lost. It almost seemed like a movie in a way, unreal. Everyone just kind of knew what they had to do. It was truly amazing. Here in New Orleans, they're preparing to open the convention center as a shelter as soon as tomorrow, initially for people on life support systems and those in need of dialysis. Nora. Our health care workers do not get enough praise for everything they do. Janet, thank you. Well, tonight, President Biden is blasting the Supreme Court decision allowing Texas's new abortion law to take effect. It is the strictest law in the nation and leaves women seeking abortions with few options. CBS's Ben Tracy is at the Supreme Court. The blockbuster decision from a sharply divided Supreme Court effectively allows almost all abortions to be banned in the state of Texas, affecting millions of women. Five of the conservative justices allow the law to stand, despite acknowledging there are serious questions regarding its constitutionality. Anti-abortion advocates declared victory. With this bill, we do hope to see an end to abortion. Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the three liberal justices. In a blistering dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor called her colleague's decision stunning and the Texas law flagrantly unconstitutional. 
This clinic in Fort Worth is nearly empty today, forced to turn away patients or send them across state lines. Most of them this morning told us it's not about the finances of getting to another state. It's the days off of work. It's finding someone to take care of their children and their families, and it's impossible. The Texas law bans abortion after about six weeks of pregnancy, when a so-called fetal heartbeat is detected, a controversial term because of how undeveloped the embryo is at that stage. The law makes no exception for rape or incest. Texas Right to Life is now encouraging people to provide tips about anyone trying to break the new law, and clinics in Oklahoma and Kansas say they are now seeing patients arrive from Texas. President Biden slammed the high court's decision not to intervene, calling it an unprecedented assault on a woman's constitutional rights under Roe v. Wade and directed federal agencies, including the Justice Department, to try to ensure women in Texas have access to abortion. And Ben Tracy joins us now. So, Ben, this Texas law used a novel legal approach by deputizing citizens to enforce it. The justices noted that, right? That's right, Nora. This Texas law actually encourages private citizens to sue anybody who provides or helps a woman get one of these now banned abortions. And if they win one of those lawsuits, they're entitled to at least $10,000. In his dissent, Chief Justice John Roberts said that's not only unusual, it's unprecedented. Ben Tracy, thank you. And we are now learning that a nine-month-old girl from Afghanistan died Wednesday after landing in Philadelphia. This is the first known death of an Afghan evacuee on U.S. soil. She was one of thousands who have been flown to the United States. The girl, we're told, became unresponsive during the flight. Philadelphia's medical examiner is investigating the cause of her death. Well, tonight, more than 80 large wildfires in the West have burned more than two and a half million acres. California is on pace to break last year's record fire season as the Caldor and Dixie fires torch thousands of acres. But as CBS's Carter Evans reports, the weather is providing firefighters some much needed help. As ominous as these flames look, they're actually part of a strategy. This is a backfire that crews set intentionally to take advantage of the favorable weather. Right now, it's burning back toward itself and away from the community. That community is South Lake Tahoe. When the Caldor fire exploded this week, it took direct aim at the mountain resort. More than 22,000 people are evacuated and all businesses are closed. This tourist community will be empty through at least Labor Day, one of the busiest weekends of the year. Firefighter Dustin Nike's family is among the evacuees. There's a lot more emotion tied into this because it is our backyard. We've got friends. We have family here. Hopefully we can get it all buttoned up and get, get, our, get our people back here, you know? That could be a while. One of Tahoe's ski resorts is now a base camp as more firefighters are being brought in. Crews are clearing brush, creating fire breaks, all aimed at slowing a wildfire that's generated so much smoke, it's visible from space. The terrain here is so dry and dangerous, officials say they might be forced to let it burn for miles. This is some steep, rugged, nasty country, and it's just not safe in a lot of it to put our firefighters up there in that stuff. The Caldor fire has now raged for nearly three weeks, starting 70 miles away. It nearly destroyed the town of Grizzly Flats and this week torched the community of Phillips. Phillips is perched above Lake Tahoe. All of these red dots represent structures reduced to rubble. Many are single-family homes. Phillips is part of a historic settlement that was first homesteaded back in 1850. Firefighters are still assessing the damage here, but so far it appears... At least 60 homes in this small community 
were incinerated. Nora. Incredible to see. Carter Evans, thank you so much. Well, one of the most recognizable of the Capitol rioters is expected to plead guilty tomorrow. Jacob Chansley, known as the QAnon shaman, was seen inside the Senate chamber on January 6th, while Chansley had faced six charges, including civil disorder. It's not clear which ones he'll plead guilty to or what sentence he might face. And turning now to the COVID pandemic, the U.S. is now reporting more than a quarter of the world's new cases. And that includes hundreds of thousands of new cases among America's children. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. There's growing concern tonight about COVID infections in the nation's schools. Last week, more than 200,000 new pediatric cases were reported nationwide, more than five times higher than a month ago. In Georgia, more than half of the state's record-high 170 outbreaks last week happened in K-12 through schools. They're getting infected from people who are unvaccinated. Dr. Paul Offit of Children's Hospital of Philadelphia says masks remain the best defense until children under 12 become eligible for a COVID vaccine, which, due to the lengthy approval process, he believes may not happen until the end of the year. I want to make sure that you, you uh, have done the studies in the right way, that, that most importantly show that this vaccine is safe, 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 because you're about to put uh, uh, into millions of children. Today, the CDC said new studies show COVID doesn't appear to be more severe in children, but more children are getting sick in communities with lower vaccination rates. In August 2021, the rate of hospitalization for children was nearly four times higher in states with the lowest overall vaccination coverage when compared to states with high overall vaccination coverage. Catherine Perillo's two-month-old son, Junior, has been in a Louisiana ICU with COVID for three weeks. I want everybody to realize is that, you know, we have a virus out that we out here that is impacting now, it's impacting our children. And they are our future. Florida's governor, meanwhile, continues to vow to fight school mask mandates and more. In two weeks, the state plans to begin issuing $5,000 fines to schools, businesses, or government entities that require proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Tonight, federal investigators are trying to determine what caused a corporate jet to crash in Farmington, Connecticut, killing all four people on board. It slammed into a business and set the building on fire. Officials say the jet appeared to have some mechanical problems just shortly after takeoff. All right. Today, the FAA grounded Virgin Galactic, the space tourism company founded by billionaire Richard Branson. Turns out that during its maiden flight in July, the space plane veered off course and outside the area cleared by air traffic control. The FAA won't allow any new launches until an investigation is completed. Well, there was a heartwarming reunion at Wednesday night's Chicago White Sox game. During a Jumbotron tribute to military service members, Army Sergeant Daniel Lacoste came up behind his family and surprised them. He served two tours in Iraq and spent the past year stationed in Kuwait. His wife and two children, you can see, sure were happy to see him. And so we say, welcome home, Sergeant.
New Orleans is no stranger to disasters. Hurricane Ida is just the latest, but the Big Easy sure knows how to take care of its own. Here's CBS's Manea Vidal. The soul of a city comes from the heart of its people. Have a great day. God bless Thank you so much. We take care of each other, I think, in a way that nobody else does. Wow. Howie Kaplan owns the Howlin' Wolf, a place that's known for bringing people together through music. Uh, we can fit about 1,200 people in here. Really? This is what we do. This is what the Howlin' Wolf is. Okay. We are a live music venue that does brass bands and events. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, they're now using food to accomplish that same goal. But these guys are, aren't just the chefs. These are managers. These are cooks. These are busboys. These are everybody. We've got folks working here from about 20 different restaurants over the last few days. Truckloads of bread, produce, and proteins have been donated by restaurants and markets that were unable to keep things cold. Mike DeSimone runs several of those restaurants. We just didn't even think about it. We just jumped in and and started, you know, started cooking because that's what we do. Lines of people show up for food starting at noon, and it's not just for families that live nearby. We saw National Guard troops, police officers, and utility workers. How's the food? It's, it was, it's awesome. You're welcome. People in Louisiana are anxious to get their power back on, but the Howlin' Wolf is proof. I get smiles and I get hugs. You don't need the lights on to feel the electricity of this city. It's not about the money. It's about making sure that folks are taken care of it and make sure that people recognize how important New Orleans really is. Tomorrow, World War II veterans search for this young woman for more than a decade, why their meeting was so special for both. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.